Tales from Mortimer Poe. Mortimer Poe, the half-dead raven, is a distant cousin to Hunan and Munin, the ravens that bring tales of the world to Odin. But Mortimer, born outside the window of Edgar Allan Poe, only brings tales of worlds that aren't real to the ears of those who want to explore alternate realms of possibility. Today, Mortimer brings you the tale of A Knock at the Door. <coughs> Dear Harriet, I apologize for not delivering this letter in person. I would have liked to be there to watch as you realize how I'm going to change your life forever. But tradition requires you take this first step alone. Fate intervened in both our lives, and you called me to investigate your possessed house, instead of another psychic charlatan. Yes, I admit, I'm not really a psychic or any of the other things I put in my Craigslist ad. That's all just marketing to entice gullible customers, which is what I thought you were at first. When you said your house was haunted, I expected I'd just spout some nonsense about a expensive cleaning ritual and take your money, but I wasn't expecting to find one of us. I only charged you the consultation fee so my apprentice Sydney wouldn't get suspicious. I'm sure you have no idea what I'm talking about. I didn't know until your eyes followed your father's residual energy out the window of that sad little bedroom where he died. You could see it, but your obvious fear told me you had no idea what you were seeing, or what you are. Let me gift you with that knowledge. You're a necromancer. The name's a bit of a misnomer. We aren't masters of death, like the word implies. We're masters of life. That's what we manipulate, the life energy in the universe all around us. Sure, the name conjures up images of zombies and over-serious men in dark robes. But zombies are only a tiny part of the necromancer's power. To my mind, an inconsequential part. To make a zombie, you just graft life energy to a dead body. Easy peasy. Necromancy grants us so much more than having shambling, rotting corpses following us around. Have you ever asked yourself what makes us alive? It's a critical question for one of us. Einstein tells us energy can never be created or destroyed. As complex as it seems, life is just a biological process used to entice energy from the universe to inhabit our matter for a while. Death is when that energy escapes us. But necromancers aren't bound by biological processes. That's why I say we're masters of life, we don't need the process of conception to make someone live. We don't need a failure of the physical form to make someone die. We touch the force of life itself and do with it as we will. That is real power, and only necromancers have it. Oh, and ignore all the stuff Sidney sprouted about Native Americans and spirits and such during our visit. I nearly laughed when she started spinning that fanciful story about the ancient Indian spirit haunting your house. I bet she believed it, too. I didn't pick her as an assistant for her brains. Sydney wasn't one of us. She never had that power. There's no such thing as ghosts. 
All those sightings are just life energy, lingering around where it has no business. It's not a person anymore, no matter how entertaining ghost stories might be. That nonsense works on clients who don't know the Navajo from a hole in the ground. But I wouldn't want you to buy into it. Native tribes aren't a good place to go seeking tutelage about your powers. From what I've read on the internet, they're just as fearful and ignorant of our kind as everyone else. Maybe more, because they're more likely to believe that we exist than some guy from New York City. I'd hate to see you waste your potential with those who don't understand, or worse. Possibly much worse. People would fear us if they believed we existed. I learned that lesson from the witches. I don't feel like being burned at the stake by an ignorant mob. So you need to hide the truth of what you are, to save our kind from extermination. I won't pretend it's an easy choice to follow the necromancer's path. But you are a necromancer, whether you want to be or not. You need a mentor to teach you how to handle this power. And I'd been hoping to find an apprentice. A real one, not a deluded hippie like Sydney. I only bothered with her so no one would find it odd when I started teaching a true apprentice. I hid our legacy in plain sight among fake psychics and scam artists rather than risk persecution from those who don't understand what we are. That's why Sydney's delivering this letter to you. I'm making you an offer. To accept, all you have to do is come back to my office with Sydney at midnight tonight. I've even made it easy on you. Raising a zombie is the most basic necromancer skill. I'm sure you'll figure it out pretty quickly. If you can't manage it, then you don't have the power after all. But I have faith you won't disappoint me. I'll warn you, though. If you don't bring Sydney to me, don't think you can just call the police. I doubt they'll believe you didn't kill her, even if you give them this letter. After all, her dead body is on your property. She went there under her own power, where she was stabbed. And the wound will match an object that originated in your house. They'll ask a lot of uncomfortable questions and make your life hell until they find that payment you made to me. A really good lawyer might be able to get you acquitted, but paying the bill would ruin your life as effectively as going to prison. I don't recommend it. The life I'm offering, as a necromancer's apprentice, is far better than any alternative you have without me. I'll expect you at midnight. I'm excited to begin our partnership. With great anticipation, Marnie. <coughs> Mortimer's story was written by Erica Kaler. Mortimer's narrator for this tale was Erica Kaler. Sound effects provided by freesoundlibrary.com. <coughs>